Welcome, girls, guys, gays, and theys, to Let's Get Into it. it, the show where no topic is off the table, and you'll never know what will come out of our mouths. Tune in for this hot take. I just remember this really fucking funny thing that you said, where we kept trying to like gauge how sober we were, <laughs> and I was like, are you sober? Are you sober? And then you were like, um, Andy, I'm annoyed that you're interrupting me, so I can um, because I want to be staring at a sheet of metal. I don't think I'm sober right now. And listen in to hear this little pearl of wisdom. It was like these motor sounds coming from out of the woods, and we're like, oh, what's that? Um, and this out of the woods comes this guy who went to our high school on a quad, but he was wearing a helmet, so we had no idea who it was, and we were like, this is a chainsaw killer! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Long time no speak. I know. It's like we haven't spoken in minutes. Approximately 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How's it going? Hey, Ben. I'm good. I've got the curse of this podcast, which is Miss Coronavirus. Cue that ominous yeah. sound where it's like, horror sounds. Yeah, that's okay. We've both been graced with her presence now. I think you were right, though. I think it does have an impact on your dreams because I've been having wacko oh, dreams yeah? as well. And like, <gasps> like what? Because like fourteen of us tested positive on the same day. <laughs> We've all been getting the same. Um, symptoms like we've all been having crazy, crazy dreams. I actually kept a journal. Um, <gasps> yay! Good. Oh, yeah. So, the first one, I think you were actually in it. I had a dream that we were like in the Hunger Games, but it was like a combination between Hunger Games and Pokemon. Um, so, we were like all killing each other with different Pokemons and stuff. And then I grabbed a cheetah randomly there and shrunk it to like a tiny little size and buried it in sand oh wow man (laughs) and then my I've had a a couple but the other one that I want to talk to you about was I had a dream I was working for Prince Charles but he was he had just become king and he was like trying to prove that he was fit to be king so he was doing all this like yoga and like stretches and stuff and he was like I can still be king and I was working for him and he sent me down into like the London underground because his new commute was walking through the underground tunnels so I had the to whole thing. yeah but he, he I mean this caused a whole fucking drama in my dream but I had to clear out all of the London underground of ghosts that was like what my job was <laughs> So I had to go and like... Important stuff. And the way I was narrating it was so funny. It was like, and then sometimes in the different tunnels you'll find the ancient Victorian ghosts. Like I was narrating my own dream. And he's like, <laughs> this one's a little bit tricky. He's pumping out spooky music and crashing his plane all over the place. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then I found out that Prince Charles's commute was only like a 20 second walk. So I kicked off big time because I just cleared out the whole London underground of ghosts and he wasn't even walking that far. 
Uh, yeah, he's royalty. He can't walk amongst the normal people, the <laughs> regular ghosts. folk in the underground. Yeah, definitely not but, amongst ghosts. <laughs> um, Think of all the semi- ghosts of the ro- English royal past. They're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming for blood. Sonny had a dream like two nights ago that he was doing a really intense performance in front of a full stadium, like doing like a dance performance on rollerblades and stuff. And then he woke up like really sweaty and out of breath because <laughs> he was just like, I just kept dancing to them because they were loving me so much. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> so I, I feel like um, I feel like it must just be fever dreams or something. I don't know. Maybe. Because the only other times that I've had consistent wild dreams, once was when I was taking malaria pills, which is a, like, it's kind of a known side effect that you have, like, wacky, wacky dreams. Mm. Um, And I got, like, I'm not going to say addicted. I feel like that's a really harsh word to use. But I was really liking the dreams a lot. And so I didn't want to stop taking the malaria pills, but they're really bad for your body. And so I'm like, oh, no, I'm nutting out. Oh, no, only two more days of these pills which is that sounds like addicty but okay um <laughs> sounds like i've been addicted to malaria pills <laughs> i say addicted to my own consciousness you know that sounds a lot more spiritual um and then the second time was when we were at wilderland and i was the the like caravan that bex and i were sharing was just surrounded by mugwort and the mugwort i guess was just wafting in and my dreams were nuts in a, in a really cool way. Like, I was best friends with uh, Meghan Markle, and I also kept a dream journal. Um, and it, it was helps. crazy. Like, it, it's kind of cool because you can, like, I found with dream journaling, <laughs> if you go back and read the dreams that you wrote down, you dive back in, like, mentally into that dream. Just yeah. so cool. Oh, wow, man. That is cool. So, yeah. if you ever feel like being in the world of Pokemon, just read that dream journal entry, and you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> I've been having a couple of lucid dreams as well, which has been cool. Like, scary, scary dreams, but I've just, like, been running away, like, ah, like, screaming from something. And then I just keep having these moments where I'm like, oh, I'm just dreaming. I can wake up. And then I wake up, and it's all good. You mean you're not running away from monsters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, well, good you know morning. What? I probably <laughs> don't need to be scared anymore. This isn't actually real. Aww. So I like stop running and then I wake up. So You're not nice. a real ghost. <laughs> You're not real. Um, but speaking of, you know, going back to addiction <laughs> <laughs> and unhealthy drug habits, shall we get on to our topic for this week? Yes. I wonder how many people have listened to oh. or watched. Euphoria. Euphoria, baby. It's a little-known show um, starring an old friend of mine, actually. Um, oh, yeah. A good, a good Tell old... us. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> your interaction with me. With my, um, with my So I was... Um, how long ago must this have been? I was 20, 21. And I had just been on a really big night out in Exeter in university, and I had to get the bus to London to sort out my passport, fast track my passport, because I was going to Vietnam in like two or three days. Um, 
So I had had like two hours sleep. I was still like kind of drunk from the night before. And I got to Leicester Square. And I, there was just like this chick walking along the pavement. And I was like, wow, she's really pretty. And she was in like this beautiful red dress. And um, I had no idea who it was. So I posted mm-hmm. a snapchat story of her like really up close and i was just like who is this i don't know who this is and then suddenly like as soon as i stopped taking that video she was like swamped by paparazzi and um people like wanting to take selfies of her and everything and i was like who is this woman she looks really familiar and then i saw zach efron pop out of a car and like run into the studios that i was standing next to and it was zendaya and zach efron doing promo for the greatest showman such a good movie it is a good movie I had no (laughs) idea who she was um, and I'm kind of annoyed because I was literally like arms distance away from her for a long time just sort of staring at her like you look really familiar and really pretty like really quite like a lot taller than I was expecting but she's also probably wearing heels but yeah so Mm -hmm. I've still got that snapchat story now and I've got some like she posted a paparazzi story, like, photo the next day, um, and all of my friends, like, tagged me in it, and they were like, oh, this is that girl from your Instagram story, and uh, Snapchat story, and I was like, oh. So, <laughs> we've shared air, oh, me and Zendaya. Wow. Therefore, <laughs> you are a triple threat as well. Therefore, I should be in the next season of Euphoria. No! Watch this space. I think you're not the only person who's uh, petitioning to be in euphoria i think like tom holland wanted to be in it and i just saw this other celebrity that she was like sitting next to at some sort of show was like um petition to be part of euphoria which would be so nuts imagine just be like being pals with someone imagine you were like the producer of a show and i was like yeah i kind of just want to be on that show and you were like okay (laughs) (laughs) or just she had enough star power to get on stuff kind of like when ed sheeran was in game of thrones just because he was a fan or, like, yeah, Maisie Williams was, was a fan, and he right? was just, like, in it. It was controversial. Um, but whatever. Live your dreams. <laughs> I mean, that's what they kind of did with the guy who came in who was, like, what was his name? Elliot? The one who was... Dominic Fike? Yeah, because he's already famous. Like, he's already a singer. He's the one who sang, like, three nights at the motel under street lights in the city I love. That's him? Call me what you want. Yeah, which is, like... Such a mellow song. <laughs> you wouldn't really think, like, <laughs> from looking that at him. Him. Not that we're, you know, superficial, but he just doesn't look like the kind of person who'd be singing that song with, like, face tats and stuff. <laughs> he, uh, he has another song called, like, Photo ID or something like that. And it's it's actually a really good song. I reckon you should listen to it. Um, Surprise, he's a good singer. He's a good singer. Lyrical um, genius. Some would say, some would say, um, but <laughs> yeah, no, he's cool. He's a cool. He seems cool. Did you like season two? Mm, uh, yeah, I did. I, I actually like. I don't know. I've got a couple thoughts about it because, like, I, I did enjoy it. I think it was a massive departure from the first season. So different. Mm. It was mm. like a lot 
darker and a lot more intense. Because, like, the first season, but I don't know, the first season was, like, very fun, and it made it, like, really look like it was great to be, like, a teenager. Very fun. There's so much domestic abuse. <laughs> yeah, but yes. there were also, like, I don't know, there were fun, there were, no, 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 obviously not that, but, like, there were fun scenes where, like, I don't know, they were just, like, going to really cool parties and, like, doing all this kind of shit, which didn't happen really at all in season two. I feel like they got a lot of commentary and backlash from people being like, you're glorifying, like, drug abuse and all this shit. So maybe they sort of saw that and they were like, okay, we need to, like, take this to completely the other side of the spectrum and make their lives look 100% horrible. Yeah. Well, I think there's like it was a lot more reality, and I think that's kind of the point of it is like kind yeah. of with people like it's that it was following a true, not so true. Like it's obviously dramatized, but where if you're taking substances and it goes a little bit out of control in the beginning, everything's just this is amazing, this is great, I'm on top of the world, and then yeah. season two would be kind of like the second stage where things really spiral out of control. True. And I mean, that's kind of what did happen with Rue. Yeah, like, true. Season two was like a big reality check to the point of, I mean. True, you know, until she was yeah, you know, <laughs> running around but, a state highway. Yeah, that episode um, on her, that was crazy. It was nuts. And that's that's what I mean. Like, I feel like that was kind of realistic, but I do feel like a lot of the things got pushed. And I know it's a show. I'm just like playing devil's advocate here but you know like when nate came in and was like threatening maddie with a gun and shit i was like that kind of stuff just does not happen at, at high school and i know that it's not supposed to be like i mean it could a verbatim realistic thing i mean you tell me do you think that that's an accurate depiction of the american <laughs> high school experience um, i've been in some places like there was this guy that i went to high school with who had his face bashed in with a motorcycle helmet from another student and another student who got sent to jail for grand theft auto um like hijacking a car threatening a machete like using a machete did i tell you about that yeah um yeah i mean that's pretty nuts in my opinion no, that's that's, just that from is upstate pretty New York, so I can't imagine what's going on in other places. <laughs> in the city, yeah. No, that's true. There were definitely big fights and, like, people, not at my school, but at other schools, like, people getting into trouble for bringing knives into school and all that sort of thing. So I, I guess it is, and it's just, um, yeah, because it's very easy to be like, that's not realistic, all these parties and, like, all this drug-taking and stuff, but then it's, like, actually looking back at my definitely sick form college experience it's like oh okay that's actually pretty accurate (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i think for well okay i think drugs it really depends on where you are in terms of like the culture that you experience because from what you've always told me like your sick form experience in terms of substances was so different to mine yeah because like for you it was that's like, when we're like sixteen MD to eighteen, or, right? Or like yeah. Rianne used to tell me about meow meow, which I'm not really sure what that. I'm pretty was. sure that that's <laughs> just a different version of cat uh, of um, MD. Oh yeah. I'll actually, Google it because yeah, people used to always talk about that at school. Ah, uh, methadrone. 
So it's kind of like um, Adderall, maybe? Oh. You made it sound like it was way crazier than Adderall. The type of designer that produces effects similar to those of both MDMA and cocaine. Oh, oh, okay, yes, so it's, it's not That's the same not as Adderall. Adderall. <laughs> no. It's like a synthetic MDMA, basically. Imagine, I mean, MD is, is synthetic, but like, yeah. imagine you're like, I'm going to take this, I'm going to study for a test, then you're just like, gurning. <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I've taken the wrong one. Oh, wait, should we take a break quickly? Yeah, let's take a break. Welcome back, welcome back. Um, so we were just talking about our experiences in high school. Um, and yeah, I think for me, like in the UK, we did develop quite early. And I think, you know, traveling around and talking to people from New Zealand or Australia or US or whatever, everyone's like, yeah, we started drinking when we were like 15, 16, maybe 17. Um, that's sort of normal. But like for me, I first, sorry, mom. First started like going to parties and things when I was like twelve, thirteen. Like I first got drunk when I was twelve, and that I had like two cruises, two or three cruises, and like a pint, which is like quite a lot actually. Thinking about it now, <laughs> if you think about a twelve-year-old drinking that much um, stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Oh. I'm kind of it's it's kind of interesting because quite a lot of people back home like peak really young, like start drinking when they're like 14, 15 and then start sort of calming down when they're like 18, 19. But well, that didn't happen with me for sure. Like uh, when I was in college, <laughs> people started doing mostly just MD, lots and lots of weed, like people were smoking weed from when I was like 14. Lots and lots of MD, um, but I didn't do it until I was 18. I was quite scared of it, honestly. Um, and I don't know, I, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, because, well, even at 18, your brain is still developing and whatsoever, but, like, doing quite an intense drug like MD when you're 15 and, like, dealing with a come down and, like, all those hormones and stuff, like, glad I did not have to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I do feel like in the UK things do start a lot earlier, but I think that's part of the culture. Like, I think people joke about how in the UK drinking and drugs are a large part of the culture, but I do think it's actually true. Yeah. Um, just based on like who I've talked to, I just feel like it's always you always like oh well we'll just grab a drink oh we should have drinks while we do this oh we can like go do this thing at a bar and. Like, it just seems more of a culture of drinking. Mm. And I know people drink a lot in the U.S. as well, for sure. But, I don't know, maybe it's just those who I'm around. But, yeah. it, I don't it know, it, it's something that I definitely as well. felt as a culture. Yeah, but, like, Americans I met traveling versus English people I met traveling. Like, I felt yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah. visiting the U.K. and then, being like, living in the U.S., I feel the differences. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I think people are always just, like, like, let's go to the pub. Yeah, it's like it's much more casual rather than just we're gonna go drink. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which we also do pretty well as well. Well, yeah. Okay. On the sash. On the sash, On baby. The <laughs> but I do feel like that's why yeah. there's like those big drinking cultures in Australia and New Zealand as well, because it kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, takes the lead from the UK a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. You're descendants from the Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd say in my high school, like, drinking was definitely a thing, but I feel like it didn't start until at least high school. So, like... Yeah. So how old would you be 15. then? Fifteen, yeah. Probably 15, 15, yeah, something around there. But, like, I was, I've never been a big drinker. Well, in college, I had yeah, a yeah. big phase. In Australia, I had a phase. Um, but I've never been a good drinker, and so even in high school, I feel like I was always always leaning more towards weed but those are the yeah, only yeah. things that i remember being around unless if i was just being naive but if if people were like drinking just at, alcohol and weed if people were like drinking at 15 would people be like whoa that's pretty crazy oh, i don't because... remember maybe maybe not 15 yeah 15 it would have been like oh wow you're you're drinking i just remember going to parties and people like getting drunk and it was really scary to me and we had um I remember that we had as these well. Parties. Yeah, well just because people would get like absolutely shit faced and pass out and like throw up and mm-hmm. just lay in their own vomit. Like that's gross. <laughs> yes, like no matter what, that's gross, no matter what age you're at. Um but I remember we had these like parties in, in the woods because Classic. parents I remember being like, If the cops come it's a five hundred dollar fine per person that's there and like that's obviously a lot of money. So we'd have these parties in the woods. And I remember everyone was just kind of sitting around a campfire and people were drinking Captain and Coke and I just wanted to fit in. So I just had a cup of Coke um, oh, and I was like, oh, weed. and then we just heard these sounds, like these motor sounds coming from out of the woods. And we're like, oh, what's that? Um, and this out of the woods comes this guy who went to our high school on a quad, but he was wearing a helmet. So we had no idea who it was. And we were like, this is a chainsaw killer. <laughs> <laughs> scattered like disappeared like like rats when, when you yeah. shine a light on them like disappeared into the woods and i remember we all like kind of came to and we realized like who it was and everyone just emerged from the woods like behind the trees from behind stumps and bushes and stuff and like some people were like i just climbed up a tree some were like i just fell in a stream like <laughs> like that. and then we were like we looked around and we were like who grabbed the alcohol and it was one person had scooped up all of the liquor and had run with it and we were like oh wow and they came out of the woods and they're like you idiots didn't take anything with you MVP, like, though. Contraband. yeah i know shout out I to did. that person you have them around i feel I like it's remember who it was not an underage party without being chased by the police like we had so many <gasps> parties where we yeah. would be, we'd, we'd have parties in fields and they would like all the police would start running through at like 10 o'clock at yeah. night with their torches and everything we were once in a field and they were in their police car rampaging down <laughs> the field afterwards <laughs> about like 200 like 16 year olds just like running around with like bottles of wine in their hand like no but like i, I must have been to about six or seven parties that got like aggressively shut down by the police for sure <laughs> Oh my 
my god. Yeah, I mean, they're just doing their jobs, but also it's so funny. Like, they must know that they're just characters in our memory. Yeah, which actually doesn't happen in Euphoria at all. I feel like they've never had a situation where they've been like, oh, you're underage. Has that happened? No. (laughs) They must just use fake IDs. Well, they did have, in this most recent season, the scene where Jules and Elliot steal the liquor from the convenience store. Oh, true. True. And then Which Rulon, is naughty. Is like, I don't condone that. Well, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would never. Um, um, did you have like, yeah, a big... Oh, did you on. have, like, drama in your high school? We, we had, like, big fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never was involved in any of it. But I don't know. I don't remember any fist fights. I'm 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 really thinking about like my sixth form college experience because at secondary school we, I got caught up in a few like physical fights where I was like pulling my friends off each other, and that was usually like I wasn't actually in the fight, but that was just dumb hormonal shit. Like it was never actually anything bad. It was just like, yeah, testosterone, boys being boys, which isn't an excuse. Toxic masculinity and all that. Um, Wait, because how long have you been six three? Have I what? Been six three. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> how long have you been six three? <laughs> Still can't hear what you're saying. Can you hear? Me? How long have you been six three? Six. Oh, how six three? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <Six. laughs> I thought you were trying to say like sick. I don't know what you were saying. Anyway, um, I don't know. Since I was like seventeen, I feel like if you have height, I don't know. People either want to mess with you because you're the tall person, or they don't because you're the tall person. I feel like I've definitely both had both. You also had a little spectrum. cherub face. I know. Like, I don't have a very aggressive you're face. Such a little do I? Baby face. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I don't have a very punchable face, which is nice. Um. But definitely on, like, nights out and stuff, you know, people being dicks would shove into me and shit. And just because I'm, like, not an aggressive person, I back away. But, like, in terms of actual school drama, um, I remember being in a big fight once because all of my, me and all of my friends were planning a holiday. And some of our friends really wanted to go to this, like, kind of trashy party resort that me and my other friends really really didn't want to go to so we ended up going to a festival in spain instead and then it caused this big like fracture in the group between people who are going to this party resort and people who are coming to the festival and then we didn't talk to each other for like months afterwards which is like just so stupid um, dramatic so over dramatic but um that's kind of it. And we had we we named our fucking friendship groups as well. Oh my god. Oh so many memories have just come flooding back to me. In college, we named our fucking social groups. How cringe is that? We had like um Team Attack, which was like this we had Team Attack and Team Defense, who were like two big groups of people from like different schools and they would always have like big Twitter fights and stuff, and then there was like team peace as well and then our friendship group was called the pride because we just like lay around lying in the parks and stuff all the time not really doing anything like a pride of life (laughs) 
Oh, oh like my that. god, that's all just like a How funny is that? Yeah, yeah she like had like that. name that's clicks. Very, but... very clicky. And they like. We got rid of tactics. We'd have, we'd have fights and stuff. I cannot believe they were called Team Attack and Team Defense. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, what about you? What was your experience with like fights and drama? Like many that we yeah. saw in this season of Euphoria, did you ever get into any boy drama, or were you above that? I was above that. Um, yeah, I had like I had two boyfriends in high school. Well, one was really after, but like I don't know, it was just high school stuff, you know. And yeah. then, but the drama that took place in my high school was always fist fights. Like, I think I witnessed five or six fist fights. That's Most so of them intense. between girls, and like a lot of them, there was a fair few that were two on one, like two girls fighting one girl, Jesus. and they, I don't even know what they were about, but some oh, yeah. like boys are like spreading rumors and things like that and talking shit, and so then they would just decide that the best way to to prevent someone from doing that was to fight them. <laughs> like, okay, but I remember I specifically remember two. One of them was like I was trying to go to my locker, and this girl's. This girl started beating up my friend, and I was just like, whoa, I'm just trying to get into my locker. And this, then she ended up, like, dragging her by the hair, smashing her Jesus. against the lockers and on the ground. And, like, teachers, like, male teachers weren't allowed to get involved because, like, because everyone's just Can't kind of moving you. a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. you could grab things that would be yeah. really inappropriate. So, um, basically, nothing was, hap- nothing was happening because there weren't any teachers around. Either that, they were afraid to get involved, or, like... So, finally... Um, a, a male student got involved, like a big student. He just like picked one girl off of the other, and oh it wasn't even a fight. It was mainly just one girl beating the other one up. And I was just like, "Bro, I'm just trying to get to my locker, but this is entertaining." And it was like this whole big thing because after any fight, first of all, the rumor mill would spread like wildfire, and then like anyone who had a video or pictures of the fight, they would get in trouble if they, if any school administrators found the videos of the fight. So it was always like, oh, did you see the fight? Oh, you have the video. Oh, I saw this video, but I didn't get this one. And it was like, it was actually really entertaining. Um, and the second one was, I saw two sisters beating up this one girl who I think she they thought she was talking shit. And they, like, teamed up against her in our gym locker room. Oh and we're just, like, they were beating her up, like, punching her in the face. So she fell to the ground and, like, collapsed and like curled up in the fetal position and they were just kicking her and so she was trying to crawl into like the stall of a bathroom and then Jesus. they just like followed all the bathroom yeah it's pretty aggressive and then it's, I don't even know what so mean. um lost interest and stopped fighting or beating her up really but uh, it's pretty yeah. intense when you think about it we definitely had a lot well, just, of fights someone for sure so much like, of it was, was someone- fucking over boys that- Oh, for sure. Well, men are pigs. We know that. Men are pigs. But, yeah, yeah, it was always the fucking boys causing shit and girls fighting. Which actually, coming back to Euphoria, was another reason. But another thing that I found annoying was like the two girls fighting the whole season and not actually like realizing that the problem was the guy. I kind of expected like in the last episode that they were gonna like team up and um, I don't know, like just be like, you're a cunt, you're shit, to Nate, and, like, 
cancel him, basically. But it was annoying. But instead, Cassie got cancelled. Because <laughs> Nate, like, dumped her. Yeah. Like, their thing got outed, and Maddie attacked Cassie, yeah. and... She had a rough time. Nothing, like, no repercussions for Nate, which was fucked. Which might come the next um, season, but... Um, well, also, like, I would be... You know that, like, Maddie and Cassie's characters, the actress, the actresses that play them, they're, like, 24 and 30. The actress who plays Maddie is 30. 30. The actress who plays Cassie is 24. I feel like I would be so annoyed being given a role of, like, this girl. Especially Cassie's character, I feel like, really got um, demoted this season into, like, just being, like, this crazy sad girl Mm -hmm. who's, like, simping over a boy the whole time. And there was, like, this big thing about Kat's character being written out of the series completely because she had disagreements with the writer. So, like... It's it's just kind of um, it would be annoying being a well-established and respected actor and just like having to watch your character become this like pretty basic female role. Yeah, but I, what I do think that is interesting about Cassie is like, yeah, she did kind of devolve into this. Yeah, what you're what you're saying, like a simp girl. But what I I think it's interesting because she is characterizing women getting gaslit and then Mm, kind of being like she is embodying the emotions that just boil and boil and boil and then eventually the pots like start screaming and it's just overflowing like that's basically what happened in the last episode it was just like all this emotion that was kind of like stirring and stirring and stirring and then it just exploded with her tirade on stage which I thought was interesting. Like, it's just a good characterization of... There's an interesting characterization of something that we kind of think is, like, typical, but then dramatized. And yeah. I think it was... Yeah, I don't know. I think they're trying to... Sense. Like, each character shows a different aspect of how, like, women's place in society and women's expectations for other women. And... True. Yeah, Cassie kind of got the short end of the stick on that one. But Maddie's character development was also really interesting, like, befriending that super rich woman and, like, her actually being a decent babysitter. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I feel like, mm, yeah, I do. I did like that side of the storyline. I do feel like they kind of made her... It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It did kind of round her a bit... Because I do feel like her character was sort of quickly becoming like, you know, like a Blair Waldorf sort of like one-dimensional bitch <laughs> kind of character. <Yeah. laughs> so it was like kind of yeah. good. That they, and I also thought that about Cassie as well, because the whole storyline, I was like, fuck, this would be so annoying to play this character. But they actually like went into a little bit of why her character was the way it was because of her dad leaving and like she just wanted to be loved as a result of that and like surrounded by love. So I was like, Okay, they have kind of covered that a little bit. At least it's not just, like, these one-dimensional female characters. So, shout-out to them. Um, Should Mm -hmm. we take another break? Yeah. Yeah, baby.
And we're back, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> what? You know what Euphoria reminds me of? Um, this it's other show called uh, Skins. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and who showed he you watched that? the whole thing going, you did. Um, I did. Yeah. Remember, we watched the entire thing during lockdown with Harry and Jacob, which was actually super fun. Here's a full circle moment for you. So I'm back living with those boys that we were in lockdown with watching Skins, and I'm now in isolation because we've all got COVID with them watching Skins again. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You guys should also watch all the Jurassic Park movies. (laughs) I know we need to. Well, because Senny hasn't seen Skins before, so we're introducing oh, it to it? him. And we're most quite, we've got like one episode left of the first season. Um, nice. Before, spoilers, Tony gets hit by the bus. Um, <gasps> but yeah, they are kind of similar. And I mean, they're, they're made like fucking, what, 15 years apart from, no, nah, 10 years apart from each other, because Skins was made like, 2008, 2009, maybe? I feel like it was a long time ago. And the fashion in skins is horrible. That's, that's more than 10 years. Let me have a look. That's like, Let me ask Mr. Okay. Google. Dear Google. 2007, I think. Heck. Yeah, 2007. So when did the first season of Euphoria come out? 2019? 12 years? I'm sorry, I'm really just asking. Google everything now. 2019. Yeah, so 12 years. 12 That's years nuts. It is. And um, I feel like it's it kind of reflects a little bit like the cultures of the country as well because drugs and like you know teens partying and whatever has been quite a big part of the uk culture for a while and i'm sure it probably has been in the us as well but maybe those like 10 years it's become more acceptable to actually show that on screen in the us but also just like think about what drugs they're taking yeah like in the uk in in skin they were taking a lot of like md and i mean smoking cigarettes yeah, yeah. Drinking, obviously. But I feel like that the the highlight was on MD. Mm. Um, and then in Euphoria, the big problem drug is like fentanyl, really, or like opiates. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, also reflective of the cultures and the countries that they're in and the times, because obviously we have a huge opioid crisis. Do you yeah. is there an opioid crisis in the UK as well? I've got no idea. But it seems like there's one everywhere at the moment, so surely there is. True. Well, because there's because like there's a big, big, big thing big in Australia farmer. as well. Big farmer, baby. Um, oh, what was I going to say? It's just gone out of my, be- my brain. Do you think that these shows and how popular they are are glorifying drug culture slash mental illness? I, I mean, we touched on this earlier, didn't we? But I, I know a lot of kids my age watched skins and wanted to sort of embody like you know characters like Effie or characters like Cassie because they do make it like she's like especially Effie is like this hot mysterious girl with like mental illness and I know that like some of my friends from Bristol were like oh it was like quite a big thing to like for girls of that age to 
I don't know. Just like I think it does make it seem. Re- I know that there are later on in the season it really devolves into like her going really. You know, it gets pretty dark and it gets pretty realistic and like shows it in a really negative light. But to start off with, she's like sort of this sexy, mysterious girl, yeah, with a mental illness, which mm-hmm. like. So I don't know. I would say no because they do. It starts off like that, but then as the season goes on in Skins and in Euphoria as well, it really shows like the long-term effects and the negative sides of like yeah, the what dark the characters side. are going through. Yeah, yeah, the arc. Yeah, There's but like I can see romantic, why people would say that it is sort of glorifying it. Yeah, romanticizing it. Yeah, that's the right word. Well, it's romanticizing, and then it's the reality. I feel like it's important to have the compare and contrast between the two. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how it is with anything, but I, I feel like that's definitely how, how it is with partying. Because, like, for example, say you get back from a long day at work, and you, you're just like, oh, I want to go out. It's going to be so much fun. And then you go out, and you just don't have that great of a time. Mm. But in your head, you're going to have this great time. It's just like romanticizing of a night out. Where yeah. sometimes it is, it's amazing, and you're always like kind of chasing that amazing night out. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes in reality, it's just a just a night out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's what it is with sometimes some you're like, like, like you're I wish I hadn't gone out. High. <laughs> yeah, like maybe I should have just stayed in, or like I didn't really need to have that one drink that like made me crazy, or like that extra bump <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My God, do you remember? Uh, this felt like an episode of Euphoria when we went to that. <laughs> Party at the top of the gondola in Queenstown. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was. But I thought you were gonna say when we went to the um, when we went to that like the third day, the first time they we went to the third day, and we had just like a mega twenty four hours. We we like went with that girl to hers to pre. We just got super we didn't baked. Know anyone there. Went to this like day rave where there was just like bubbles and music and a giant warehouse in a place we'd never been and before. They were all we were just like, oh. Yeah, and then we went home, started preying for a night out for our flatmate's birthdays, and then just went on a whole separate night out. It was just Stayed like, out like, until like four a.m. <laughs> yeah. Also, the breakfast club day as well. That was a really yeah, long that day. Was that was like I didn't start drinking hours. until way later. Like, everyone else had been drinking really the whole thing. Started drinking yeah. like 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, we're going to get in eight <laughs> hours later. You guys can go upstairs. And then we're like, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're running. <laughs> like, finally. We're going to go home. We're, so we're never going to get in. Takes two caps. We're going up. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to charm the bouncer. Charm and charm mm. the bouncer. What was he called? Uncle Bobby. Something like that. Yeah, he's like, I, I'd let my niece and nephew, I'd let you hang out with my niece and nephew. And you're like, okay. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> there was our pupils, there. like, yeah, we'd have a great time with them. <laughs> <laughs> we love kids. <laughs> um, but no, I, I was eat gonna, them for breakfast. Okay, we went to Queenstown, because that was just like, we like were doing like bombs in the gondola on the way up. <laughs> And then, like, when we got... Oh, my gosh, when we there, came was, back down. Too. I started tripping when we yeah. came down, and then I was just, like, went into night and day by myself, and I was like, I cannot go on a night out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. That was a weird... Well, because we had... We kind of just, like, cleaned up all the drugs that I had around. So I had, like... We had the MD, which was shit MD. 
And then we had some acid. We'd been drinking and smoking. Then we did And then just like well. went to this. Where did we find that? Oh, Rosie gave it to us. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and then we just went to this thing with these giant jellyfish hats on. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a sombrero that we'd wrapped in tinfoil and hung fairy lights from. And everyone kept coming up to us and be like, this is the most amazing outfit. Like, <laughs> Or just being like, what are you? And we're like, yes! yes! And I wrote it down a bunch of... <laughs> so funny. My- <laughs> Meanwhile, the theme is like space. What are you, garlic? <laughs> space garlic bread, though. Um, I think success was illegal aliens because, like, yeah. extraterrestrial sombreros are like a little bit racist. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit illegal aliens. Oh my god! But yeah, that night I was just like, I cannot even feel what I'm. Feeling right now it just felt cooked yeah. in my brain well for me it felt really surreal because you were there and i had been telling um like my friends in queensland about you and it was just really surreal for me to have you and elegan like interact because like <laughs> he he was a big part of my life and you were a big part of my life and then to have you both there and i think you guys like both got in on some joke yeah. where, i remember you just staring know, at us like, uh, feeling really small next to these like six three giants who were just like <laughs> dressed as a space yeah, jellyfish. Yeah. And so many people were getting kicked out and had to sit on the gondola back down to Queenstown. It's like a ten minute ride in a gondola, a, a cable car thing. Imagine just sitting in there having got kicked out, like cooked off your face, just sitting in there by yourself, like. Oh. <laughs> Well, just when we were coming back down, um, yeah, I, yeah, when we were coming back down and we were listening to what, Kylie Minogue? Kylie Minogue. La, la, la. And we were just like, la, 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 We weren't even talking. La, la, la. I was like, this is honestly my last fucking brain cells. All I can say is, (laughs) and we were, I was, and I just like messaged you, and I was like, (laughs) triggered. And I started fully tripping on that ride down. I remember just looking out at all the lights, and it was all like, and I was like, (gasps) okay, but actually, remember your first time taking acid when yeah. we were in Wellington and we just like fell in love with a, a sheet of metal. I went back there and the other I, day because I'm sitting oh, right really? next to it. We had a sheet. I went back to our sheet of metal that we worshipped for like a day when we were <laughs> <laughs> We got like, we like separation anxiety from it. Yeah. And then when we tried and we just got enamored by a tree and then had to come back to the sheet. <laughs> But I still think it's so funny that it was then that we came to the realization that like the two of us doing things, it's like Mario and Luigi. You have like the tall one and the tall one, and we're just like use our we're abilities just, for different like. <laughs> we're just like scrabbling around. Do you think um, after all of that analysis, you're going to be watching Euphoria season three? Oh, definitely. I love the show for whatever it 
shows me. <laughs> I think it, it's it, entertaining. It, I just love it. Yeah, I think it's entertaining. And at this point, like, I'm pretty invested in the characters. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. invested in seeing where they go next with it. So what we have to wait till 2024 now. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't come out for so Which long. Means, sadly, listeners, you're gonna have to wait till 2024 till our Euphoria season three analysis. But um, <laughs> mark it down in your calendars because we're excited. We'll see you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Next. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>